This story is dedicated in honor of Avram Sheikhia for his first haircut, Upshanish, on his third birthday. Mazel Tov. He should grow up to be a Chassid Yerushimayim in Lamdin and a strong soldier in Sivaz Hashem. In a small town in Ukraine, a bunch of years ago, this was during the time of communist Russia. They were in charge of the whole area, in charge of Ukraine, and they ran the rules of the whole place. So there was a very good and fine Jewish man. He did mitzvahs, he feared Hashem, he learned Torah, he had a very warm heart. So you think it's wonderful. Such a good, nice, he was a kind person. Such a good person. But the Russian police, they don't didn't like such people. They didn't like people who would do mitzvahs for serve Hashem and teach people to do the right thing. So most people in Russia then, even Yidin who did all the mitzvahs, a lot of them didn't have beards because they were afraid they would get arrested for that. The Russian police, they would see someone doing 20 mitzvahs and they would say, hey, you know what? You come to jail. Just uh, we, You probably did a crime. But this laser, he, didn't, he wasn't afraid and he had a beautiful, nice, long beard. And he taught his son, he didn't send his son to Chassid Shalom to the, the, the Russian schools where they would teach them not good things. They would Chassid Shalom teach them not to listen to mitzvahs, not to listen to Hashem. Only listen to Stalin or whatever, these Russian bad people. But he secretly would keep him in his house and learn tighter with him, which was pretty dangerous actually. If the police would catch you doing that, they could put him in jail for that. But he, Hashem helped him, he did mitzvahs because he wanted to serve Hashem, do what Hashem wants, and somehow he always, he never, he never, he never got harmed. There were a few times the police actually came to arrest him, they were trying to scare him, from, you know, maybe you should do, not do so many mitzvahs, and saying, oh, we know you're doing crimes, they made it up, whatever. But somehow by miracle, every time, he managed to get, to get let home, to go free. Now, it came in the end of the year, Tafresh Sadiches, in the English year of 1938, when that was a very, very tough year, when the Stalin Yamachshemai, the evil ruler Stalin, he sent the secret police and he arrested many, many thousands, they saved millions of people. And they murdered millions of people. And some anybody who was a religious Jew, they would snoop down on them and a lot of them got arrested. But again, by some miracle, Laser wasn't arrested and taken away. He was still safe. Now, Laser had a job in a shoe factory where they made shoes. And there are different jobs to do in the shoe factory. His job wasn't actually putting the shoes together or packaging or selling it. His job was sitting in the office and he was called an accountant. And he would take care of the money. Figure out everything, how much everything costs. Let's say they had to buy the materials, it cost this many rubles. Then they pay the workers, it cost this much. And then the, they send it, cost this much. And how much do they sell it for? He would figure out all the numbers and that's what his job. And the director... The guy in charge of the factory, he was a communist, and he but he liked Laser a lot, and he said this Laser, he's like my right hand man, and he's so good, he's I need him, he helps me so much, and being that he liked Laser so much, he never gave him a problem, the fact that he wouldn't show up in Shabbos and Yamtiv. Okay, he kept very good job, everything, good, but came a day, 
and the police, for some reason in Russia, they like to arrest a lot of people. They made them feel good somehow. You know, anybody that thought maybe, maybe doesn't like us, they arrested them, throw them in jail. And this director of the factory, they also arrested him and threw him in jail too. So now they have to get another boss of the factory. And this guy they sent down from the government, sent down to be in charge. Just from being there, everyone in the factory got scared, started shaking. This guy, he had like a face a little bit reddish, and he had a very, very mean, tough face, and he would just like stare at people, like evil stare. And people got scared. Like, this guy's not just giving evil stare, who knows what. Sometimes if a Rebbe stares, or stares at a boy who's not behaving, okay, maybe a Rebbe's looking at me, feels, you know, not so comfortable, oh, he has something wrong. But it's not like Rebbe's about to do something very bad to you, has to show him. But this guy, he could tell the secret police, who knows what's going to happen. So, especially afraid was Laser. Because when his boss saw Laser with his beautiful, nice beard, his face got red with anger. He didn't say a word, just stared at him, then turned away. Like, why is there a religious Jew who's showing off, he's proud to be religious, not, a, not scared, in my factory? That's what it looked like in his face. So Laser is saying, oh no, what's going to happen to me? And especially what's going to happen when I need to go tell this guy with an angry face that I can't work on Shabbos. The factory is open on Shabbos, but I never show up on Shabbos. What's going to happen when I tell him that? And especially Yom, also Yom Tov, a lot of days. It's coming up Tishrei soon. So there's a lot of days. There's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Besides Bishop Boston, a lot of days is not going to be there. So it came... The first Friday, when the new director came, and on Friday, Laser couldn't concentrate. He couldn't think about the papers he had to take care of so much. His mind was going, oh no, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen to Yomtev? What's he going to do to me? Okay, you know what? I need to go to the, this guy, the boss, and tell him tomorrow I'm not coming on Shabbos. He was just walking towards his office, and he got, like, scared. He said, no, 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 maybe I shouldn't go. He remembered how angry he was just looking at him and his beard. Said, uh, forget about it. Uh, I just won't show up, and he'll realize that you know uh, I'm not there. Okay. On Shabbos, he didn't show up, and he wanted to go daven. Really, you could daven anywhere, but it's better to daven together with more Jews, with a minion, with ten people. It's a better way to daven if you could. So he wanted to go to the shul, but the shul was already shut down by the police, and somebody made a secret minion in someone's house. Now, this person who had the minion in his house, usually everyone would be scared. Make a minion in my house, the police find out, they can put me in jail. But this person, who was older, and he had children who were in the government. So he wasn't afraid, because even if the police come and make me problems, I'll tell my son, my son will tell the police, don't bother him. Because my son is, uh, my sons were important people in the government. So they would have him there. But, usually they would have him there, but sometimes they would also join in other people's houses secretly in Daven. Okay. Shabbos before Slichas, which is, comes before Rosh Hashanah. Close before Rosh Hashanah we say Slichas. Special davening, special prayers we do. Ask Hashem to forgive us, get ready for the new year. So they davened on Lazar's house. And then even though he kept a secret the whole time he was worried, he didn't want to get other people worried, he finally told some of his friends, you know, I have a problem. There's a new boss in my place and he looks very angry. And I'm afraid what's going to happen if I tell him I don't show up. So they said, you know what? We have an idea for you, Lazer. Maybe ask your boss a favor. 
tell him, you'll come to the office on Shabbos, Yom Tov, whatever it is, just, I'm not going to write. I'm not going to touch any, I don't know, electric switch or write within a pen. Things I can't do on Shabbos I won't do, but I'll just sit there. That was their suggestion they thought he should do. And he said, no way, I can't do that. Listen, even if I show up and don't do anything on Shabbos, they're not allowed to do, but is that the way to honor Shabbos? To go into a place where people work? Even if I'm not working, but it doesn't look nice. It's not, honor, it's not the way you respect Shabbos. Shabbos, you have to, to, to daven and then spend with your family and have a meal to honor Shabbos. To go into a workplace? That's not, that's not how you respect Shabbos properly. So he spoke over to his wife. And his wife said, yeah, she agreed with him, you're right. It's not the way to respect Shabbos to go into the office. But let's think of a different idea. Maybe, instead of just not showing up because of the, you know, stay Shabbos and Yom, the holidays, tell the boss you're sick. And this doctor, he's our friend, we'll ask him a favor, please, you know, we're scared the boss is going to get us in trouble. Write us a note that, you know, Laser is sick. That's why he can't come. So he said, okay, fine, just you should know, uh, he told his wife, we don't really have any money. And if I don't work for the month of Tishrei, for all these days, I have to put down six. So all these days I can't shop for the Yom Tevim, they're not going to pay me. And if I don't get paid, how are you going to buy food? His wife said, Laser, you're talking like this? I can't believe it. So many times we went through so many hard things, and Hashem helped us. We stayed alive. We're, we're still here. Hashem's going to help us now also. And Laser was very happy to hear that. Oh, Baruch Hashem, the wife's supporting me. I should keep Shabbos. And don't worry about the government and trust in Hashem. Good. So he did not show up on Shabbos. And he's going to pretend he's sick so he doesn't have to come for Rosh Hashanah either for a few days later. So he didn't show up on Monday. Instead, he sent a note. He wrote out a note to the boss of the factory saying, I'm sorry, I can't come, I'm sick. And together, he also put a note from the doctor. Where the doctor said, yeah, ladies is very sick, he can't come to work. Okay, you know, please excuse him. That's why he can't show up. So he was all nervous. What's going to happen? The boss is angry at me. Uh, who knows what? That evening, when the time of work was finished, so Laser's friend, who was his helper, in the office, came to his house. He's a very good friend. He wanted to tell him what happened that day. And he said, you should know, when you didn't come, first of all, even when you didn't show up on Shabbos, the boss was very angry. And he was super angry. And he started complaining. And he said, you know, this laser, he's so important to the factory. And not only for the factory, but for the whole communist. For the country. We need this factory. If he doesn't show up, that's a crime he's doing. He's hurting the country by not working. He could be arrested for this. For stopping the communists from getting our shoes made. And he was screaming, but his friend would say, hey, one second, this is Shabbos. He didn't show up. Usually, if they're angry at someone, didn't show up on Shabbos, they would say, aha, you're doing religion. You're trying to make your religion fight against the Soviets, against the government, the communists. That's a big crime. And he saw, when this guy, this new boss, was screaming against Laser, he didn't mention a word about Shabbos, or about religion, anything. He just said, oh, he's not showing up. He said, I wonder why he didn't mention anything. Usually they'd always say, oh, because of religion. He didn't mention anything about it. Is that a good sign? Okay, could be. 
Lazy was a little nervous, but he, okay, I'm not showing up on Shabbos Yom Tov. Came Rosh Hashanah. And they had the minion secretly in Lazar's house. And some people came to Lazar's house to Davin for Rosh Hashanah. This is the beginning of the new year, a special holy day. We make Hashem the king. And Hashem judges the whole world. So the yin, the Jews who came, they were also nervous and they were scared. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, other, yin, other Jewish people got arrested. Who knows what's going to happen to us? And because they were all scared, you know, 20 people, they were, you know, pay attention. They got exactly 10 people, exactly a minion. And they, the minion showed up a little late. People were scared. They finally came. And they were davening kind of quietly. They didn't want to make too much noise. The neighbors shouldn't hear. But their hearts were screaming and crying out. So, Blazer, he was the chazan. He was leading the davening. And even though he wasn't davening in a loud voice, everybody's eyes were wet with tears. And the way they davened, the windows were all shut, the window sheds, curtains were shut, and Lazar's wife stood outside by the door, watching, like on guard, making sure no one should come in. It might have been like an apartment building, it doesn't say here clearly. So she was in the hallway watching, making sure to see if anybody comes. They were... were in the middle of davening, they just got up to where the chazan repeats over the Shemayna Esrei, the special davening, and all of a sudden, they heard footsteps and a loud knock on the door. And everyone was so scared that a lot of people took off the talisim and like wanted to hide it somewhere. Other people started running, run to the bedroom, hide under a bed, hide there, hide there. Just laser stood standing there one same spot because he was in the middle of davening knocking again until Lazar's wife and son came to the door and said, who's there? And the voice said, please open up. This is the director of the factory, the new director, Maxim. I came to visit Lazar. How is he doing? And they got frozen from fear. They told the director of the factory that Lazar's sick. That's why I can't show up. Some of the boss came to visit him, and if the boss sees him davening, he's not sick. He didn't come, he made an excuse because he wants to daven. Hoo, hoo, hoo. What's gonna happen? So they were frozen, but the, her son, like, went over there and like peeked through, something like, it was like, it's kind of like a hole in the door, something like, peeked through a little crack, and the guest now whispered back to him, Wait, he's talking Yiddish. He said, don't be afraid. Not do anything bad. Like a father of children also, don't worry. No, I'm Jewish. So they quickly opened the door, and all of a sudden, this director, who had this mean, evil face, those scary eyes, he slipped in, and he said, all of a sudden, his face looked so calm and soft, and said, where are they holding? Did they pull the shofar yet? And everyone's staring. I'm like, what? The boss is here. He's asking for Schaefer. He said, don't worry. Continue davening. I'm Jewish also. I came to hear Schaefer. And I want to say Kaddish to my parents. And he pulled out of his pocket a little yarmulke and a tiny little towel he had hidden away. And then everyone like came back. Phew, danger's over. They thought that was the end of them. And they, they came back and they continued davening. They davened that year of Shoshana 
if they never daven before, and they're singing away and saying, Hashem, you chose us. Look, here's a Yid. Here's a Jewish person. We're in the middle of communist Russia where it's so dangerous, and he came, no, he wants to daven to Hashem. So, after davening, he left. And after Yom Tevim were over, Laser went back to his fact, the factory. He, yeah, got better. He pretend, hey, now he's healthy. Yeah, he got better now. He go back to work. And when they were back in the factory, this Maxime, this director, again put on the same angry face. We walk around. And he pretended he didn't know Laser. Like they were not friends. Like nothing happened. You just walk around with an angry face. Sometimes when no one's around, without even saying a word, Laser could just look at him. Like just with a face that shows a thank you. You know, Baruch Hashem didn't get in trouble. Baruch Hashem, he let me go. And he came to Davin. So this Maxim had to hide under a lot of layers that he really was a warm yid, wants to serve Hashem. Because in communist Russia, they were throwing him in jail for doing that. So he had to hide. And he looked like an angry, meaty person. But inside of him was a warm, burning, hot neshamah, full of fire, wants to serve Hashem. And he got to, uh, and he got a chance to come Davin. The director never told him how he found out about the minion. But, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're safe, he didn't tell the police. And he survives, he kept on going.